When I was a kid, I liked to wear Superman pajamas. I thought Superman was so cool. But the older I got, I realized that Superman wears Talmadge French pajamas because my father Talmadge French has always been my hero. And this is the Father's Day edition of the Noteworthy Podcast, and I would like to start it out by honoring my father. I love you, Dad. Um, for all the dads out there listening, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Today is all about you, and I hope that uh, if you're a dad, I hope you're being celebrated, and I hope that you are celebrating with your father and thanking them for a lifetime of service uh, in investing into your life and helping you grow into the man that you have become. Um, I am so excited about today's episode. I have two very special guests, my brother Jonathan French and my one of my best friends on the planet, Marte Swanson. We had such a great conversation about being dads and it, it the conversation really blessed me. I left the conversation feeling like I can do this. I can be the dad that God has called to be. So stick around, grab a cup of coffee. You're going to love getting to hang out with these guys on the show today. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Father's Day. All right. Can you guys test this real quick for me? Um, Welcome to JVR's version of Noteworthy. JVR edition. This is John's ASMR. No! (laughs) Okay, so I am here with Marte Swanson and Jonathan French, two of my favorite people. Jonathan, of course, as you know, is my brother, and Marte is my brother from another mother. And I am so excited. Today we are uh, sitting down because this Sunday is Father's Day. Best day ever. It's going to be a great day. And we wanted, uh, the three of us, we are all dads. And so I reached out to John and Marte and thought this would be such a fun idea to sit down and have a special Father's Day episode. So um, this is a cool interview, too, because there's three of us. Yes. So it's going Lots to be... Lots of dad jokes going on. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's going to be a cool dynamic here. Let's start with Jonathan, and just tell me a little bit about um, who your kids are, Mm -hmm. okay? Because we're talking about being a dad today. All you dads, be encouraged. We're going to talk about it today. You are not alone, and we're going to encourage you today, Um, and then we'll go to Marte. But, John, start us off. Just tell us about your family and this season of dadhood right now. Oh, okay. So I have been a dad for five years now. My daughter, Kinsley, just turned five back in March, and... um, and then my son, Jackson, just turned one in April. So they're about four years and a month apart. Um, right. And uh, mm-hmm. Kinsley is outgoing and, like, super personable. And Jackson's real chill. She is a strong person. And just kind of laid back. So it's polar opposite personalities, which is really odd when you're dealing with them together. It's really odd. Right. Really odd. Right. So, Marte, tell us a little bit about 
your family and what's going on in in the dadhood season of your life. Well, I was expecting you to say kids because I'm totally rolling with this. But so I have my five year old who coincidentally was born right around the same time as Kinsley. Right. And then my wife is pregnant due in October with baby Lucas. So two boys. It's awesome. Dylan is an interesting young man. Mm -hmm. Um, He has my... He's very smart. He's smart. He's meticulous. Mm -hmm. And he's very... He's he's crafty in his own way. But he has this weird organizational complex that I just think is hilarious. (laughs) The boy will... He makes parking lots in the living room of cars that he spaces the exact same amount apart from each other and makes them symmetrical, um, he's so puts funny. them in blocks. Like, he's he's just this neat little comedic Particular. kid. And, but he's the coolest guy ever, and he's got a great sense of humor. It's like a so he future makes me city so happy. planner right yes, there. Yes, like, really, he, he might fix our 75 Dylan, municipal yeah. state yeah. clicker. <laughs> yeah. Please, Dylan, run for public office by fix the it. <laughs> wow. So, guys, this is just exciting because... Um, that's what this podcast is all about. It's about relating to people, encouraging people out there, and being a dad is a big responsibility. And I think uh, a lot of people listening right now, uh, maybe you're listening and you're not a dad yet, but you're just listening for future reasons. Stay tuned, because I feel like... uh, between Jonathan and Marte, I think we're going to learn a lot today about the real side of being a dad. Not the not the photoshopped Instagram dad. We're going to talk today about uh, not, not hashtag dadhood, not hashtag fatherhood. We're talking uh, about the real deal. You're actually getting up every day and you're, you know getting them ready for school or getting, you know, trying to go to work and drop them off or back and forth and back and forth in the real side of life. And so uh, now a big part of being a father uh, is being a provider for your family. And so uh, you guys have kind of cool entrepreneurship stories. And I wanted to weave it in here. Let's, let's start with John. Tell me about the business says, plural, that you run, because John actually runs two businesses, Be and Marte is a business owner as well. We've got like four LLCs in this room. Right? <laughs> Lots. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's such an adult thing to say. Really? Like, How many LLCs do you have? We sound like such nerds. Anyways, uh, that, that's a part of it, though. That's yes, real life. It really is. <laughs> that's real life. Yeah. So, John... Um, Tell us about French Thread, and then you can tell us a little about JVR. And just mm-hmm. tell us, you know, a big part about being a dad is how you provide, you know, the day-to-day. Because kids are expensive. Hallelujah. Yes. They are. Whew, glory to God. Yes. So tell oh, us about, Lord. start with French Thread, and just kind of tell us about how that started. Right. So French Thread started uh, like 2016. I just started um, working for a, um, a warehouse in Atlanta. And... I'd always wanted to, you know, I like to wear suits. I like to, you know, all the accessories and all yeah. that. I Tell us what like French it. Thread is because not everybody listening right. might know. Tell us what French Thread yeah. is. So first. French Thread started as an online men's accessory store where we sell ties and lapel pins and all like the um, fashion accessories that you'd wear with a suit or like a formal outfit. And so we started that in 2016 to be specific. And then mm. about two years ago... 
I started looking into being able to expand that into doing custom suits because I just got tired of going to stores and not being able to get something that fits good or the quality. So I started just, you know, hitting the pavement, trying to find how to make that possible. And then uh, I, I started being able to offer it. I, so I have my own label that I can do, you know, through a lot of long, you know, homework. Uh, was able to offer custom apparel for, you know, for formal, like suits, jackets, slacks, and vests, and shirts. So that's kind of evolved in like a conglomerate of businesses, JVR, and um, and then kind of, uh, not JVR, but uh, John Austin, my mm-hmm. brand, um, it's like a conglomerate with French Threads. So French Threads started as the accessory side, John Austin's my label. Gotcha. My, my clothing label. Gotcha. Okay, so then... Um... Which, I'll say this, um, John has brought his French Thread booth to a lot of district events, and it's kind of becoming the thing when, you know, Rachel and I uh, get to travel a lot, and anywhere I go, it's becoming, there's like two really common things I get asked. Is your dad Talmud French? And then secondly, what about French Thread? Where's French Thread? I yes. get that question. I got that at, at General Conference. I had people asking if French Thread had a booth at General What's Conference. the other French? And so um, it's really gaining a lot of traction. People are getting to know about that. Um, you can go to frenchthread.net mm-hmm. right now. Uh, check it out online and, and, and go get you some men's accessories. You're going to look so good. You're going to feel so good about yourself. And you can do it all from the convenience of your house. Um, so tell us about um, tell us about JVR and how that started. So that started right before Jackson was born last year, and it was just kind of a um, kind of a fluke thing. Uh, I I had been uh, doing some some things. You know, I had my job in Atlanta, and um, while I was you know wor- you know building you know French thread. And this opportunity to start a liquidation company just kind of fell on, you know, Vera and I's lap. It started small, uh, you know, just offering certain kinds of products. And now, uh, about a year later, you know, we're you know we're here at our warehouse where we're doing the podcast. On uh, you know, we sell light fixtures. Yeah, and we're home coming to goods. you live from JVR. Yeah, live from JVR's little small little office. Mm. And uh, you know, so we sell all kinds of you know home home goods. You know. And it just it just kind of happened. It wasn't something I went out and looked for. It just kind of uh, just kind of got presented to us, and it's just kind of grown a little bit every few months. It's a little bit bigger, so that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I'm excited for you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm believing for ten JVR stores. Yeah, exactly. yeah. JVR. Chain. Watch out, Home Depot. Get out of here. <laughs> be All great. right, so Marte, um, man, I'm loving that. I love the multi-faceted side of this interview. Marte, tell us a little bit about your LL. C's, or however many, yes. yeah. and uh, a little bit about how you provide with your business for your family. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is rooted in uh, a dad-oriented story, because mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't start out all happy, uh, as, as you all know, but I'm sure everyone doesn't. Um, so previously, I had a restaurant, which was my first LLC, that through a series of unfortunate events did not work out. Best carne asada I had. The food was oh, great. It was so food good. was great. Oh. It wasn't yeah. because the food was amazing. It was, it was other things that caused it not to work. Um, but at the same time that we closed the restaurant, uh, I also lost my job. Oh. So it was a double whammy. 
And so I, I remember sitting at home uh, holding my son, who was only one at the time, uh, praying really hard, like, Lord, uh, I need to do something. Got to feed the kid. Um, and after speaking with my wife, I'm like, really? That's, that's exactly what it was. He's not going to eat air. <laughs> and so my wife suggested, um, why don't you go get your real estate license? Mm-hmm. Like, you're a people person. You like houses. Check it out. Right. So um, after after speaking with a couple of buddies of mine that have been doing real estate, they uh, they pointed me in the direction of a real estate school that worked out timing-wise. And I have a friend who owned a property management company that was looking for someone to do contracted jobs for them. So I told them, I asked if they would let me do the work, have show me how to do the work, mm, okay. if I was willing to put myself through school. Oh. Okay. So I put myself through school, did the work, got my real estate license, and it branched out um, into me basically doing two businesses at one time. I, I manage a property management portfolio and I also do like residential buying and selling, commercial um, rentals and locations, and then investment properties from, you wanna find a, a hole in the wall somewhere, we'll clean it up, make it beautiful and sell it. Um, gotcha. So that was kind of how we got to uh, Marte the realtor. Right, yeah. As of yet. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, do you have a website or do you do it through social media mainly? Oh, I have everything. There's martetherealtor.com. Okay, that's what I need people to yes, know. Yes, Marte okay. the Realtor Facebook, Marte the Realtor Instagram, LinkedIn, all social media platforms. There's this big bald guy with a cheesy smile <laughs> and it says Marte the Realtor on there. <laughs> so it's there. <laughs> okay. So for all you listening, if you are looking for a house, I'm telling you, these these dads right here, they are entrepreneurs and and Marte can get you into a house. Check them out at Marte the Realtor dot net. No, just kidding. Dot com. <laughs> Make sure you type dot org and you will definitely find that website. Um a, a long time ago in a land far, far away, Marte and I worked together at Wells Fargo Bank. Ah, the good And that's oh. when we became, goodness, Marte <laughs> is is one of my best friends in the world. I mean, and so that friendship sparked at a bank working together in the midst of chaos of communism <laughs> yeah, it was communism yeah. it was basically now dictatorship years, years later they got sued for millions of dollars because of how they treated their employees yes. and marte and i actually uh, and, and that's that's something you've definitely never heard on the show. Uh, but we actually went through that together yes. um, in banking. Yes. The everything that you heard about Wells Fargo on the news, mm-hmm. uh, we had to deal with that as employees. Uh, now, thankfully, we got out of Wells Fargo uh, way way before that all yes. went down. And God blessed us with greater things. And now you've got John here. He's working for himself. You've got Marte. He's working for himself. And then there's me. I, I'm still employed by a company. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So I'm the, the only guy the here podcast. that doesn't work for myself. Yeah. But I do have an LLC. Yes. So that makes me kind of cool. Nathan and Rachel Music <laughs> LLC. Yay. All right. So this question is for John. Maybe you can help me and Marte out a little bit. Um, because you have two kids, yes. and Marte 
him and his wife, they have a second one on, on the, the way. way in October. And All Rachel right. and I, we have our second on. boy on the way in October. Yes. So maybe you can Y'all help are us both out. Gonna, kid, are both going to share Vera's birthday month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be awesome. So, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi, teach us your ways. Um, what what can we expect when we're, we're about to break into, you know, being the dad of two kids and, and you have walked the path before oh. us. You have prepared the way. So tell us a little bit about what we're going to experience. What's it like having a baby after 30? With our wives. <laughs> yeah, what's it like being that old? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Marte's old. Well, what struck me that I think the most interesting thing for me having two is kind of what, it's kind of on the lines of what I was saying a little bit ago is just like, I didn't anticipate how different they would be. Right. Like, like their personalities are so different. It, it It's almost... Uh, perplexing at times like how can you know they be so different and, and be brother and sister it, it's yeah it's so like i mean it's amazing i mean both y'all know my kids and like jackson is like super super chill so i mean i guess you know now that i've experienced just the the, the, the contrast of personalities i would say like just be prepared for it to not be Anything like you're used to with your they kids now. They might be now. totally different. Oh, completely. Like, I did not. I mean, I pray, Lord, please let my second child be down to earth and chill. Because oh, yeah, Kinsley that's, that's was been my not. Every day. Yes. So, <laughs> if, you know, and it's, I mean, like, so be, you know, prepare for it to be different. Because I was, even though I was praying for it to be different, I was not prepared for it to be as different as it is. Yeah. It's great, but it's it's odd still. My son is. Was the nightmare baby the one that wouldn't stop crying? That was colicky. That yeah. just every horrible thing you hear about a first child is what he was. And he said he's awesome now, but it was terrible. So I'm like, Lord, I'm a little bit older than I was, and I need to bit. sleep a little bit more. A little bit. Yeah. So I need a ram in the bush here. I need a quiet, chill child. Like more like two decades older. Yikes! Oh, the burn. Man, well, it's it's amazing, you know, um, and you know, I I hate that that you know it'd be fun if we could have added Ryan to this yeah. dad oh. conversation. Maybe maybe Three we decades. can do a part two. Uh, we'll do a part two, but uh, you know, he's you know you've got Talmadge and Julia. Uh, that's our oldest brother Ryan's kids, and then you've got uh, John and Vera. They've got Kinsley and Jackson. And then Rachel and I have Judah and a second one on the way. And then Marte and Stacy, you guys have Dylan and a second one on the way. Yes. And I was, as you were answering that question, John, I, I pictured all our kids standing together. And I thought how extremely diverse they are. That's awesome. Even with, yeah. um, even, even with all of our similarities as friends and family. Yeah. Uh, look how diverse our kids are. So you've got... You've got, you know, like Ryan, he's Talmadge and Julia. They're kind of like, they definitely look like Frenches. Definitely. Like yeah. Talmadge looks a lot. Talmadge and Julia look a lot like Ryan. But then you've got John, who <laughs> married Vera, who's Russian. And you've got like these little Russian babies in John's family. Like they yeah. look like, Kinsley looks like she could be like the poster child for Russia. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. She's, she's so adorable. Yeah. Super dark brown hair, so just adorable. Like Vera, yeah, and uh, I'll have to put some links in the show. People would have to see um, pictures, so you yeah. guys can go to their social media. Uh, 
look down in the show notes and you can click that link so you can see these precious mm-hmm. kids if, if you don't know us personally. Uh, if you don't know us personally, thank you for sticking around and listening to our stories. <laughs> appreciate it. But then you've got, you know, Rachel and I, like, we've got Judah, and he looks he looks like an Adams. He looks yeah. like he looks like Rachel's side of the family. Uh, so he's like tall and slim and like athletic. Now I know he's not even two Just years like old yet. Yeah, definitely yeah. not like me. I'm like short and stumpy and not athletic. What's crazy is that uh, that Judah has like really like blondish hair, which, yeah. which took me off like off guard because like y'all both have brown hair, like, yeah, very brown hair. And yeah, then he's Judy's got like, like the sandy blonde. Oh. Yeah. Now it may darken as it gets older and turn into brown, but it's blonde right now. And then you've got Marte and Stacy. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. The we diversity have. in this child. All in is like when you say multicultural, d- tell us a yes. little bit about how how many <laughs> Oh, I, I, I will go I will give you the specifics. Go so for it. Go. obviously it can't be told through my voice, but I I, I'm I'm multiracial myself. My dad's black. My mom's half white. Half Indian, half but, no. No, it's true. But my great grandparents are Native Nicolai. American, <laughs> and then they they mixed with the African American. My mom is actually Irish, right? And um and English. Wow. So my my grandfather is is uh, he he has the well it's it's white now, but he had the red hair mm-hmm. with the freckles like stereotypically Irish looking. Yeah. And then, um, so that, that created me that ha- I have freckles and it's, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> that created me. And then we have my wife who is Mexican, but her great grandparents, her grandparents are Japanese, which is wow. why she looks, wow. has the straight hair. And then, so we're, we're, um, we're just like a, a, a very light brown color. Dylan's born and Dylan is just like, as light as you can possibly be. Yeah. He was born with blonde hair. He had green eyes when he was born that turned brown. And he he's just like pasty, pasty, pasty. And all the hair that Marte lost. And all the hair that I lost, he gained in in such a, a like, just volume. It's, it's ridiculous. And so we, if you look at all of us, you can see all of our faces are built into Dylan. Yeah. And yeah. He, he has my mannerisms. He has hers. Like, we look alike. But there's just so much diversity going on. So it's much interesting better. how how it's culminated in kids, wow. and we don't we don't know what our new kid's gonna look like because we after after having spoken to our doctor, they they said the doctor said you know he's a genetic anomaly, right? And I'll, they're yeah. like he is the combination of all the recessive genes that a person could have that happens once in a hundred people. And I'm wow. like, your next baby could look like Japanese. <laughs> yes, it's possible. <laughs> like black we could hair. have a net, like an Asian baby with like blue, blue eyes. eyes. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. So it would be groovy to see. Lucas <laughs> is gonna play wow. the violin and be a brilliant. <laughs> that student. would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Man, that's great. I love it. I love the diversity of it. That, the that's the way child. it's supposed to be. Uh, that would be cool. So, um, we're gonna shift over to John here and I want to hear both your answers on this. What is your greatest dad fail so far? I want you to help somebody out because there's dads out there listening right now that feel inadequate. They feel like I'm making mistakes that nobody else is making. So we're going to embarrass ourselves to encourage somebody else right now. What's your greatest (laughs) dad fail? Um, I had one. I don't know what my greatest one is, but, um, 
Judah fell pretty hard the other day, <laughs> and I feel like I I felt like an awful dad because I felt like I could have prevented it. He went to the front door and he was standing there and. He was riding his little, like, push cart thing that he gets on and he pushes with his feet. And I had the door open. I was trying to get something in from the car. And I looked and I saw Judah going towards the front door. And there's this this little lip, this little step between the house and the concrete. And all of a sudden I look and Judah's just... And he just falls out of the front door. He fell right on his face. Like, thank God it didn't scratch him up too bad. But that was one of my first... Um, really big scares where, like, I was worried that he really, really had hurt himself. And I think every dad has experienced that, where it was just a dad fail. Like, I know we're we're dad heroes 90% of the time, keeping them from we killing are. themselves. Yeah. But like, we, we, we miss it every once in a while. He's going to... Yeah, he's gonna hey, go down. He's alright. Uh, he'll he'll learn we, from it. We've <laughs> all heard our tra- the the. Which thump doesn't of kill the, him will make him stronger. <laughs> we've all heard the thump of the floor where the. Child fell off the bed. <laughs> oh well. Who who knew babies bounce? <laughs> who knew? So what's one for you, Jared? Okay, so in that vein, this I had to think when I saw the questions you sent that we were gonna be talking about. I, I thought about it, and this one jumped at me the most. It's similar to what you said. Uh, so Kinsley has this thing where like she she's kind of a mix between Vera. And I. She's some she's somewhat of a morning person, but sometimes she'll you know it's kind of hard to get her up. But most of the time she can get up and be ready to go. Well, she came in on a Saturday, and I wasn't quite all together yet, and she runs and jumps on the bed. Scares me to death. I was just barely waking up. She jumps on me, and I threw her off the bed. I didn't know what it was. It was like a response. I woke up, and I was like this. She jumps on me, and I was like, like this. And... He just it, chucks his kid off I the bed. I chucked her off the bed. And like it was like she like she like jumped like head this way. I'm picturing Kinsley just flying through the oh, air and John's did. all startled. Yeah, no, it, it and what so she she came in on the far side of the bed, jumped across me like Superman, and I and my response was just let her keep going. So and I so when I realized what happened, I turned around and think that we, we we still had the carpet in the room. So she was like, oh. and I was like, "Are you okay?" I said, "What?" And she said, "Daddy you, thought you were she, an airplane." She said, "She said you threw me off the bed." Yeah. And I was like, "I'm sorry, baby. You scared me. I didn't know." I, I, I thought you, you know, were attacking. I it, it startled me so bad. And she I thought baby ninjas were attacking. It was it was, and so I felt horrible because I literally threw my kid off the bed in like midair. I like, caught That's her. That's a good one. That's, That's a good great. One. Judah has fallen off the bed, but you I've never thrown, thrown him off. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get around to it. <laughs> I'll get there one day. <laughs> one day I'll reach John status and just chuck him across the room. Well, and then not even that long ago, Jackson was trying to make his way to the edge of the bed, and I said, like, "Oh, he'll be fine. He won't keep going." I look. Slid <laughs> 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 off the bed. Indiana Jones. And I was like, "Are you kidding?" It That's happened great. again. Both uh, kids now, happens. but they survived. I didn't throw him off the bed. Marte has told me from sto- some stories. Oh, yeah. What do you? What would you rank for the sake of the podcast? What would you rank as your number one dad fail? Number one dad fail. Well, if if I can, I'll put two side by side because yeah. I I didn't think if I wanted to, but do I it. want to. I own the so, rights to this podcast. Okay. Do what you my like. my first one that's I think a bit lesser is Dylan was we were having dinner. It was a late dinner. Dylan's about two years old. He was drinking a glass of milk. Mm-hmm. He had a fever earlier that day. 
He was drinking the glass of milk. He finished the milk. He started gagging. I was like, oh, man. Let's get him to the bathroom because he's going to destroy the carpet. And my wife is like, go, 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 go. So I grab him in football form and take off down the highway. Rounding the corner to the bathroom, I slip. (laughs) Throw him in the air. He does a triple somersault, <laughs> and his face slaps the floor. Oh. And, like, I could hear it. it, it no. the, 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 the carpet did not absorb it. It went straight to the cement. Oh. And he just was like, pow. It, 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 it shocked him so bad, he no longer had to throw up. And wow. he just, like, he paused. You're welcome. He, he yep. stared at me like, like it was a drama. And, <laughs> like, with this look of just broken trust. How could you? I am broken. And then he just blurted out crying. Oh. His whole face was like red streaked down. Oh there. my goodness. Bless like his heart. and he did not drink milk for two years after that. It had traumatized him and he associated drinking milk with pain. Wow. And so he would not drink milk. He, that's and that's crazy. why he only drinks water to this yeah. day. Yeah, I mean he loves I water. I destroyed that poor child. Wow. Oh, and then man. my second one, Dad's I didn't want to share it because it made me look so bad, but we're being honest, so I'm going to be honest. We're here to help you, this, Dad. This is yes. you learned from This is a true dad, right true dad story. When he was first all learning... Follow us, throw your kids on the floor. <laughs> yes, throw those children. Uh, but when That's he, some great insight when from he was, When he was first learning to speak, I was, I, I've always been a big video game person. Uh-huh. He was first learning to speak. And I, I had a group of guys that were all dads also. We'd play our games. You know, we, we, we obviously, we're all wholesome gentlemen. So right, we, right. we don't use foul language, no, but we're very yeah. aggressive right, with each other. Right, yeah. And so I would, uh, we would regularly on a, on a basis, if somebody was doing a terrible job, be like, yo, hey, uh, <laughs> you're garbage. You need to get good. <laughs> yep. And... We would say these things, and we would think two things about them. We'd laugh. Yeah, I guess that. Well, until one day, I told Dylan to do something, and he literally (laughs) looked me in the face and was like, Daddy, you're trash. Get good. (laughs) (laughs) And I I just was like, No. Oh, I love that. They're like little sponges. Oh, my goodness. They're little sponges. That was such, such, such a learning moment for me. Like I learned, that was the day where I looked in the mirror and said, your children do not learn what you tell them. They learn what you do. And so I have to be the man I want my son Mm. to be. That kicked my butt all over the town. That's the moment. It really did. That's the moment where like, in like, uh, like. In like a, a play where like the person would be like staring off in the space and sad music would start playing. Nah, 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 nah. Oh. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. Oh, it hurt. That's funny. <laughs> so those are some some dad fails. I'm gonna start us off with what's the most important or what's the most embarrassing moment? Oh, so this isn't talking about a dad fail, but kids are notorious for embarrassing their parents and. Judah is, uh, he'll be two in October. And so I am starting to experience a lot of embarrassing moments in public with him. Terrible twos. Uh, We just wrapped up teen camp at the Georgia District Campgrounds last night. Mm -hmm. And um, there's 140 campers there for pre-service prayer. And I was trying to sell some of our new... When Glory Washes Glory t-shirts. Ooh. So I got distracted. And next thing I know, Judah was gone. So I look up. He's on the platform. <laughs> He's on the platform in front of everyone. There's like 140 kids and they're like clapping for Judah. And he's like, 
up there doing like a little jig for this. That's awesome. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is pre-service prayer. My son is entertaining the troops. Like, what's going on? (laughs) And so, and so, Judas is the kind of kid that when he sees a camera, he says cheese. Like he loves. He actually really likes the attention yeah, of people that's, watching. That's, that's new. That's a new stage. That's awesome. You know, he was a baby. He didn't care what anybody thought. Now he likes approval. And so I look down, and so I have to go try to get him off the stage. Keep in mind, there's like 150 campers watching me, okay? So I'm like, Judah, come here. He takes off running. Oh so I'm chasing him all over the platform in front of 150 people. And then I pick him up and he just slaps me as hard as he can in my oh. face. Oh, I'm talking, yes. you could hear it like a boom. Like it, it ricocheted all through that stadium. It was so humiliating. He was like... How dare you let me do that? <laughs> he, he just he just straight up slapped me. Like we're working on the whole hitting. How thing. did that taste? <laughs> it oh. tasted like defeat. Like, oh. I felt so humiliated. That was a that was just this week. Yes. Um, what's the time that your child has really embarrassed you in front of somebody? <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, we'll let John so, take this one. So he looks this, ready. This one jumped out at me the the most. I this was this was last year. We walked in the. Uh, Vera and I and Kinsley and, and this is, I think maybe even before Jackson was born, uh, we we walk in the Gezos over on uh, Jonesboro Road, and um, we're in line. There's four or five people ahead of us. You know, it's a small little place, so that was you know kind of crowded. Kinsley is you know wanted a quesadilla really bad, and I don't know why this was the first thing that came to her mind, but so she was going to vocalize what she wanted very very aggressively. She's like, "Mommy, Daddy." I want a diarrhea right <laughs> oh, now. No. Oh, and no. screamed yes. it. And the entire restaurant turned around. And I wasn't, you know, it was embarrassing. But then everyone kind of caught the humor of it and started laughing. And so then, she was trying to say quesadilla. Yes. She wanted a diarrhea. And she, but she wanted a diarrhea right yes. now. And so we it's, all love melted it's, cheese. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it has been something we, we laugh about almost every time we go in the Gezos now. It's just something. It's just it's, we're never gonna. It's never it's a part it. of being a dad, folks. Yes, it's that's, a part of being a dad. That's the best thing. Marte, what's uh what's a good embarrassing oh, moment? There's several, but what what I'll, I'll say I was I was the best man at one of my friend's weddings um, that was being filmed in Nebraska. And um, Dylan was the ring bearer. So the ceremony is, it, it's happening. They're, they're playing the music. Um, the, the bride uh, not, has not come out yet, but Dylan and the flower girl, walking hand in hand, deliver the rings. And Dylan comes to stand beside me. Flower girl goes to stand on the other side. And um, at, right as they're playing the music for the bride to come out, Dylan just is like, you know, I really want to play. And he grabs the flower girl by the hand, and they bolt up the center aisle and out the door right past the bride. And everybody. So this wasn't after the wedding. This This was was mid-wedding. Mid-wedding. And, like, I, I... I got that look on my face because you know you want to just instantly yell, you get over here. But I didn't want to do it on camera, so I stopped myself and I was on stage like this. Just you get over funny. here, youngin. It was the worst. It was the worst. Like, it was such a fail. And my wife turned red. 
and just oh. started to tear up right there because oh we didn't know what to do. So I just let him go. And, and I was like, he's run away with the flower girl. <laughs> <laughs> so young oh, in his life. Yes. He had so much life ahead and, of him. Oh that, it, was pretty, it was pretty embarrassing. They gave me trouble afterward. That, oh, <laughs> my goodness. So one of the greatest things about being a dad is that you now have allowance for dad jokes. Yes, oh, dad jokes are a must. real thing. Yes. If you're if you're a dad and you have not fallen into the dad corny dad joke category, uh, then you're just not doing it right. You right. need to embrace the dad, yes. embrace the nerd. And so oh. I have prepared a dad joke segment for no. you guys. No. <laughs> yes, for today's Woo! episode. Love okay. It. All right. Did you know that the first French fry... Oh, wait, wait, no. <laughs> That's a joke, guys. Wait, wait. <laughs> Zinger. Where were the first French fries cooked? Uh, no idea. In Greece. Oh. No! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it hurts. Oh, that's a good that's one. That's great, though. If a child refuses to sleep during a nap, what are they guilty of? No nap a nap. Resisting arrest. No! <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's just, oh. What do you call the fattest night at King Arthur's Round Table? What? Circumference. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. That's terrible. I love right. that one. What do you call... I've only got two more, guys. <laughs> my heart there. can't take it. What do you call a dog that can do magic? What? A labracadabra <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the world's not ready. Why did the cow get promoted? Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. Let's give it up. <laughs> All right. So um, I know that we're running out of time. I seriously have not even been able to get through half these questions because it's been... Uh, so fun getting to talk through this with you guys. All right, so I just wanted to, we're going to have to to wrap it up. I know Marte's got to get, he's got 12 LLCs he's got to get to. 13. John's got He's got all kinds of money to go back. make. <laughs> but um, I, I want to close this out on, on this question. And, you know, being a dad is an awesome responsibility, and it can be overwhelming. And I want to end the show by encouraging all the dads out there that, you are not alone. I'm not I don't want to sound cheesy, but I I really want to help somebody know you're not in this alone, guys. Here we are, three dads, we're talking it out. And I want to encourage you um to find somebody in your life that you can talk to, just like we have sat down and talked about this today, because I'm leaving this conversation feeling like I can do this. I can make it. I can I can be the dad that I need to be. The sleepless nights, the tired arms, the spit up and the tantrums. But John and Marte, what advice would you have for all the dads out there making it up as they go? How would you encourage them today as we close out the episode to let them know that they're not alone and they can do this? Marte, you want to go first on that one? Sure. Let me put on my super spiritual pants. Yes. Uh, Y'all give me a break. But this is honestly how I I touched on it earlier when I said that children don't do what we tell them. They do Mm. what we do. Yeah. So in my perspective from learning, when I, I, I prayed and asked the Lord to teach me to better understand how he loved me. And he made me a father. 
Mm. And I truly, I truly believe that the best thing we can do for our kids is self-improvement. If I want my son to be a good man, I have to be a good man. If I want him to work hard, I have to work hard. If Mm. I want him to be compassionate and marry a God-fearing woman, then I have to pursue my wife in that same respect. Mm -hmm. So anything you want from your son or your daughter in growing them into the people that you would like will result in you doing... Mm-hmm. what you want them to do. Right. Right. It's yeah. it's the it's the only way to describe it. There's no there's no perfect formula. I didn't wake up knowing how to be a dad. I didn't read a good dad book. I saw my father even though that my my dad had a lot of faults whenever I was born my father was not a Christian. He he came to know the Lord maybe when I was 8 years old. But wow. I, one thing I always saw my father do was never quit. Right. He all he had the odds stacked against him. We were extremely poor growing up, but every single day, he got up, he went to work, he respected my mother, and he encouraged me to go to church even though he did not. And mm. he took me wow. to church every Sunday, and he left, and he came in one day, eight year when I was eight years old, walked down the aisle and got saved and thanked. Me for wanting to go to church every Sunday. Wow. wow. But I would have never gone had he not taken me. Oh wow, so that's crazy. So it was the effort of him wanting to be better that made me what I am. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Which that's, is that's crazy. how I want to raise my boys. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. John, what would you like to leave people with on, on just to encourage them and let them know that they can be the dad that God has called them to be? Well, you know, definitely from a, you know, from a Christian's, you know, standpoint, you know, having a daughter and a son, like, I, I, I face, you know, the older my daughter gets, you know, the challenges she's going to have with this ultra, like, immodest world we're growing up in that she's going to face. And, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be hard. There's going to be challenges, but, um, you know, yeah, definitely like any, any parent, you know, in today's, you know, culture is going to experience, you know, opposition to morals and, you know, mm-hmm. pressures to just yeah. do what everyone else does, which ironic to me is ironic because they act like it's people say it's just freedom to express. But in reality, if all you're doing is what the crowd's doing, you, there's no freedom of self-expression. It's just expressing what everyone else is expressing. So really, there's no there's no freedom there. Uh, so I would just say, you know, um, you know, you know, definitely keep your kids in church. You know, if you're if you're not in church, you don't have your kids in Sunday school, get them in Sunday school class. Right. Marte said, get them in church them. because yeah. those are the environments, even though the culture will tell you it's not true. Those are the environments where your kids are going to find protection and find strength with other like minded, you know, kids or age that aren't pressuring them to, you know, do things that would be, you know, detrimental to them. And, you know, definitely like Marte already said, you know, be that example. If you want your kids to, you know, you know, be clean talking people, be a clean talking person. Right. You can't be out in your car. And I think Marte and I have talked about this. All of us talked about this. You know, you know, today your kids absorb so much. So you can't expect your children to magically be opposite of what you are on a daily basis. Right. So be the example that you want them, you know, be what you expect your kids to be. That's so good. That's so good. Well, guys, I'm so excited we got to do this today. Thank you for taking the time. Oh, you're welcome. You guys are busy, 
And uh, I would like to close out in prayer, if that's okay, just a quick prayer. And let's just pray for all the dads out there. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would help us to be the dads that you have called us to be. Thank you for Jonathan. Thank you for Marte. Thank you for their example to their kids. God, help us to accept the challenge to be what you've called us today. Remind a dad out there that he is not alone. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Guys, I love you so much. Thanks for doing this. Love you too, brother. Amen.